0: Stay sharp. Princess Anne can't be far now. Something is not right here. We must proceed with caution. Sure, Man Elias. You can scurry from shadow to shadow like frightened vermin. I'm serious, Orod. There's a strange presence here. I can feel it too. And there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Let's go then. Episode 80 of the video game podcast PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Zelda to my link, John. Now, John, you've been kind of in a bad mood today. Hmm. I've, I've noticed that, uh, you know, you've been a little down, you've been a little quiet.
1: Yep, that happens. <laughs> it happens. I'm a sad panda.
0: <laughs> so we're going to pivot the opening from what I originally wanted to talk about. And I want to talk about comfort games, games that make you feel good. Sure. Now I know, John. When you have free time to game, you're usually trying to catch up on your backlog. But let's just say, time is infinite. Mm-hmm. You want to play a game that's going to instantly improve your mood. Hmm. What game? What game would that be? Put a big old smile on your face.
1: Well, you know, it's I, as you ask this question, I'm sitting here trying to like go through the Rolodex in my head of different answers. <laughs> but I feel like it, in when you answer these kind of questions, you kind of have to go with what immediately pops to your head, right? Because it pops your head for a reason. And that game would probably be The Binding of Isaac. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's my go-to, my OG game that, you know, made me love roguelikes. I still think to this day it's the best uh, that that genre has to offer. You know, there's, there's exceptions like Hades, you know, that does... Sorry, I'm sniffly today, Nick, so if I sound a little nasally, I apologize. Uh, But there's games that do, like, different aspects better, like Hades, right? Narrative is is incredible in that game compared to something like Binding of Isaac, where literally all you're doing is trying to make sure your mom doesn't kill you or something. Something really weird. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, something that is just, like, I don't really want to go back and play something that i've probably beaten narratively in the past like that's not so much comforty for me because then that's still i know you you preface this question with time is infinite but it still feels like an obligation <laughs> to be like well i'm gonna go beat god of war 2018
0: right you know it just feels
1: a little different so yeah I, I gotta i gotta think binding of isaac if i am going to play something besides that is probably like a link to the past or final fantasy 10 those would probably be the
0: two okay those are some good answers yeah. What about you? I mean,
1: <laughs> you're you're not in a bad mood. I can make you in a bad mood if you want. We can work on that this podcast. But, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I have a few right. Like like right now, Cyberpunk is definitely one of them. Like I not uninstall it. Like I just refuse to. So I just pop in there when I'm really like I'm just not feeling anything. Right. Like I just I'm jumping into multiple games and I'm just like, you know, twenty minutes. I'm like I'm not feeling this. It's did like,
1: you get all the trophies in, uh, Phantom Liberty? Phantom one? Liberty. I did. Yes. Oh wow
0: mm-hmm okay so and then before that like Batman Arkham Knight was one because it just felt good you can just go around the city and beat people up and just and that's I mean that's a, Batman definitely, for uh, a minute
1: well and like I I know you platinum that game too right so you got all the Riddler trophies
0: uh well on Xbox I got all the achievements yes.
1: sure well the same thing for this conversation same thing so yeah you know but yeah that, that definitely adds something if there is this like section of the game that like most people don't go for, right? I think, like, Korok Seeds, like, there's value there for people who just want to get everything from right. a game. Uh, so I imagine, yeah, something like Arkham Knight would, would do that, too. Final Fantasy X is is one of those. Like, there's people that have maxed out that sphere grid, and I don't understand how. <laughs> I really don't. Um, for every character, not just one, but, uh, you know, more time than, than men like us.
0: Yeah, and, then, and probably just hard focus on, I love Final Fantasy. I'm just playing Final Fantasy games, you know? You know, we know people that in our life that are just like I'm just I just play Madden games or or a certain title yeah. and just consumes their whole life. You know, the time we spend GTA over, Online. Yeah, 20 games they're playing. Yeah, my yeah I, I think I've told you about my friend group was playing Grand Theft Auto or Apex Legends so much that I was just like. Do you guys get bored? <laughs> yeah, I mean, different
1: strokes for different folks. Uh, you know, you're preaching to the choir, buddy. I get you know, all weekend it was Dad, You want to play neon white with me? It's like, no, no, I know, I'm done. Why? We don't like this game anymore. It's not that at all. He just, you know, he just doesn't get it. So, uh, yeah, different strokes for different folks. But
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm feeling better already.
0: Okay, good. I, I'm glad because uh, what I really wanted to bring up was Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Let's Speaking of Arkham Knight. <laughs> Um, because, uh, in our last episode in our yay, nay, or may, we both neighed this game. We both assumed it would be bad. And I don't think it was less than 24 hours later, the embargo lifted on some previews and the two big sites, GameSpot and IGN both had negative impressions of the game, which is kind of unheard of. We don't really see that very often. I can't even think off the top of my head, another game that has has gotten the, like negative press preview before release. Usually, they're pretty open to what the full game might be, but right. Uh, what do you, so? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was actually just listening to a conversation about this as well, and I agree with you. I I can't think of really any times that. IGN does those first previews or first looks or whatever, anything like that. This wasn't a first look, but like an in-depth hands-on and to come away with anything less than like, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's good. It's got his flaws, but I think there's going to be a lot of value here for people. Like it, I think the headline was something like "We played Suicide Squad and we didn't like it." It was yeah, like very, very to the point. <laughs> yeah. And so I've seen some people that are kind of taking that and be like, "Well, what the fuck, IGN? Like, why? Why do you need to frame it that way? Or why do you need to say it that way?" Uh, to those people, I would argue, well, what is the point of a journalist? Right? <laughs> the point of a journalist is to, you know, give you their opinion. You have to kind of go into that relationship trusting them that they're not, they don't have any ulterior motives or anything like that. And I don't think that IGN or GameSpot would. Like, I don't think they're sitting in some back room lighting candles and be like, we will take down the Justice League. (laughs) Like, there's nothing like that. So uh, it's concerning. I mean, you know, this, the saga of this game uh, just continues to seemingly just have no rose-tinted glasses or anything about it. Everything that comes out about this game is negative. Um, You know, in fact, uh, in that conversation I was listening to, they mentioned how horrible the HUD was and so I had to go see Mm -hmm. because I didn't watch a lot of this, like, kind of extra coverage that it's been getting lately or anything like that Mm because I'm I'm out on that game. I I don't think there's anything that game can do to get me. Um, But it's bad man (laughs) like the hud the HUD specifically like it's just like i how could you process any of this information so uh it's interesting man i uh i think it's still gonna do well i think it's still gonna sell a lot of copies you know we live in this little bubble as hardcore enthusiasts of the of the industry that you know we kind of hear a certain niche uh of the of the conversation so i think it'll still do well i think it'll probably review a little bit better than we all give it credit for it'll probably be in the sevens but uh not coming out strong. Rocksteady <laughs> has some work to do if this game has any chance of lasting past a couple months.
0: Very very true. I, I think that's why they're they're kind of teasing. It sounds like the Joker's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a, one of the characters, which is just... Ugh.
1: Yeah, uh, cool, but is he just another dude that just uses guns and,
0: yeah, he'll, and, of course and he has will some
1: be. unique mobility quirk? Of course, yeah, exactly. Of course he <laughs> will be. And I also find it odd that, like, I mean, the Joker is arguably the biggest villain ever, ever. Like, yeah. not just in ever. He's up there with the Darth Vaders. Uh, but we already have Harley Quinn. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems. It seems like there wasn't any thought, or like, this is the character we want to put in. It's more like who's the who's going to get the biggest pop? Who's going to be the jo- the yeah. character that makes headlines? And and it seems like they landed on that because God, I can't tell you how many Joker iterations we've had in the past fifteen years between mm-hmm. movies and video games. So.
0: No, yeah, we'll if they see. if they get Mark Hamill back because he, he voiced the in the Arkham trilogy he vo- he voiced the Joker. If they get Mark Hamill back that that I mean, is a pretty it, big sell.
1: It is a big draw. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not like there's not going to be any value there. It's just I don't know. As somebody who kind of sees through the PR speak and and marketing stuff that a lot of these companies do, follows the industry as closely as we do, it just it seems very transparent. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, wish them the best. You know, I don't. I don't know what the future of Rocksteady looks like after this. I would love it if they tried to refocus, go back to what made them special in the first place. But Sefton Hill, and, and it seems like the people that were at that studio that brought it to prominence are kind of gone anyway. So. Uh,
0: well, well, yeah, hold on. Two- Let's not close the book just yet. Oh, sorry. Because, you know, we got these big players, you know, GameSpot and IGN, uh, you know, giving their reviews. But. We have someone that listens to our show that gave their review in an email, and I wasn't able to read it because there was an NDA. Well, that NDA is now lifted. We didn't want the FBI to (laughs) knock on his door. You know, so what these big sites think, that's one thing. But what does pal of the show Jesse think he emailed in probably a month ago? I guess it would be Um, the New
1: Zealand FBI. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that is.
0: He he emailed in a week, uh, like a month ago, and... Like I said, he couldn't say I couldn't read it because you know he was technically not supposed to talk about it. But now we can oh, go, Jesse. All right, so I'm gonna read the emails. Hey Nick. So I've played it for about an hour and completed the tutorial level. It has you play as each individual character and do some traversal and combat for each. My first impression was that it was that it feels slow and clunky, at least in the opening. Ugh. Each character has their own way to move around. Deadshot has a jetpack. King Shark has a pounce move. Captain Boomerang throws his boomerang and then teleports to it. Harley Quinn has a drone following her around that lets her rope swing on it. It's terrible and reminds me of Spider-Man swinging in the Avengers game. Oof. Oh, no. She she can also use a grappling hook like in the Arkham games, although it feels nowhere near as good as Batman. Like, Okay. (laughs) Mm-hmm. all the characters have the good news <laughs> all the characters have a double jump and can run up walls but it feels like they just float up the wall and not actually run up it you know and again when we said that nay thing to what made to make this game review well was it had to feel really tight the controls had to feel good and we're already very negative on that side so yeah um, Every traversal move has a cooldown of a few seconds, which is a really bad choice. Harley what? can only swing once per ha- before having to wait a few seconds before swinging again. Same with all the other characters. Yeah, in their previews they say you have to like time this stuff. Like you kind of, it's like a almost like a rhythm game. Yeah. To where if you want to move around the environment, you have to do it in a certain way. Don't care. Bad idea. <laughs> Part of the reason to keep, to keep is awesome. It doesn't to keep the, matter what you quote unquote combo going. Sure. Um, everyone has guns and melee, but have their own. Everyone has guns and melee, but have their own weapons. It looks like it'll be a min-max looter shooter where you pick up a gun slash melee weapon that does two plus extra damage points, rinse and repeat for the whole game. The shooting itself doesn't feel too bad, but there's no variation between characters except for the weapons themselves. Deadshot isn't any better shooting than Captain Boomerang, etc. So far, Deadshot and King Shark were my favorite to play because of their weapons and traversal. I haven't seen any of the battle pass, but they confirmed it will be there with purely cosmetic items and seasonal content. You can customize your four characters with different outfits, masks, weapons, color schemes. I haven't encountered any bugs, and it seems reasonably polished for an alpha. It's going to be the next, it isn't going to be the next Spider Man or Alan Wake 2 in terms of graphics, but it can only get better than it currently is. I know you're a big fan of the Arkham games, but it feels like a step back from Batman Arkham Knight and its flaws, but it was still fun to glide and grapple around the map and drive in the Batmobile. Suicide Squad doesn't feel as fluid as it should, but it definitely has the potential to be. The story itself really interests me so I can probably look past the gameplay for the story but it definitely won't be on day 1 it seems like a wait for a sale type game and I think that's 100% <laughs> what yeah, that um, game is.
1: Very reasonable take Mark <laughs> or sorry Jesse well well done. Well done. Yeah, I uh, as you said Nick, if it if this game doesn't feel good to move around and just simply play because it, it's going to get repetitive, you know, the mission structure seems to be very uh, bare bones, and uh, if mm. they can't nail that, it's it's got a rough rough road ahead of it. But like I said, I mean, he found some enjoyment in it for non-hardcore gamers, especially when you think about younger generations that just want to, you know, be a big shark in a city that I can mm. go do missions, whatever. Like, I think you're going to have a lot of people playing this. Um, I'll be curious to see how Rocksteady supports it, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a live service game, so. Uh, Got to keep they, that content yeah. flowing. Yeah, I don't know if you saw too that they, they speaking of Riddler trophies, they are bringing it back. Like,
1: and they're just straight up Riddler trophies. I, I don't know, okay. but, but the Riddler that would does. Be t- weird.
0: But they said that they didn't see any, but the Riddler is in it, and he, he did similar to the other games. You know, spread out his trophies throughout the city. So yeah, it just seems creatively bankrupt. So much of this <laughs> game, like right,
1: like between the characters not having a, a unique vision between them. Reusing things like that. You know purple orbs. Yep. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. But uh sounds like a perfect extra game, Nick. Sounds like a great yeah. November extra
0: game. Yeah. Like I said, the story looks interesting. The voice acting's there. Uh, you know, I'm 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 probably in for one playthrough. Yeah. You know, to check it out. But yeah, definitely not at launch. So all right. Let's move on to the show. Are you still in a good mood, John? Yeah. Yeah. okay all right I didn't want suicide squad to bring you down <laughs> no I, I relish
1: in in, in uh, negativity I guess okay. <laughs> as as' as fun as that sounds uh,
0: all right so let's get into how the show works because we have some casting announcements for the last of Us television show we have two prominent demos for some games that are about to come out and then we also have some juicy rumors in the Xbox Xbox camp that we teased last week and of course we have our video game character battle royale coming back for our final round so this is how the show works John and I both bring up to three things to talk about it can be a video game we're playing it can be any of the topics that I just listed Uh, it can be a news item it can be an email to playstationpalspod at gmail.com a twitter reply or dm at pspalspod if you want to reach us there or vote on our character battle royale and then finally, a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStation Pals. Any of those things we feel like bringing it, and we talk about it. And so we're gonna start things off with a news item. You know, we're we're you know on the cusp of the Last of Us Part Two remaster releasing uh, in a few days here, but uh, a
1: day after the Emmys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Last yeah. of Us, Last of Us show is kind of still still hot <laughs> hot topic. So uh,
0: so we're obviously very excited about. Last of Us Season Two. You know we'll have to wait till 2025, but you know some some major roles are being cast here. Not all of them, but uh, big three, including a very big one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's go through them. Uh, we're going to keep things minimal of spoilers because we're right on. Like I said, this game's about to come out, so let's. I'm glad not, you said that because I never think about <laughs> these things. <laughs> I was like yeah, we're sure, about we'll to talk play the game everything. again, so. You know, and we can talk maybe more about it when we do our last of us two bonus episode. But uh, first up, we got the casting of Jesse being played by young Manzino from the show Beef. He is a Emmy nominated actor for dinner, (laughs) the Netflix show Beef. So if you've seen that, you might know who he is. Uh, And like I said, he was nominated for that show. So, uh, yeah, it's
1: a good pickup. Hmm. I have not seen Beef. I don't know this actor very well. I, or in fact, I hadn't heard of him before he got cast. But, you know, um, it's always good to know that, you know, it's HBO, right? You can pull the talent that you right. need. So, uh, I've, you know, every single one of these castings that we'll talk about, I'm sure, you know, it was very, very, very well thought out and intentional when they when they pick them. So. And I, I'll be honest, man. I don't even quite remember, besides of some big, big moments, like really Jesse's role at all in that uh-huh. game much. So, <laughs> so it's it's definitely the the least of the three big ones, I would say.
0: I, it wasn't he ones. the one the, one of the more tense scenes in Last of Us Part Two? Wasn't he pushing the car and you had to like yeah, and you had to get the car going?
1: Yeah, I, there's there's you know there's a ton. of I'm sure he's in that game much more than I give him credit for. Yeah, I just when I think back on my experience with it, it is. I, I don't think of him very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Sure, sure. All right, next up we have Dina is going to be played by Isabella Merst. She is from Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Transformers The Last Night. I don't think I've seen her in anything before, Mm-mm. so she's another question mark, but I think what you what you said about uh, young Manzino also applies. Like She's obviously very talented to get this role, and Dina is a very big character. Yeah, in the Last of Us Part Two. So
1: yeah, I mean, obviously a very very close relationship with Ellie. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Um, Bella, you know, I I, I believe she's non non-binary. So uh, just gotta say she's gotta be thrilled with this casting. Dina, <laughs> the Isabel Isabel. Yeah, Isabella. She's she's gorgeous. Like just honestly, in my opinion, maybe almost a little too pretty for for <laughs> Dina. Um, and I do find it weird because like you know she definitely looks Latina, and I kind of thought Nita was more Middle Eastern, but, you know, it could also just be creative licenses and liberties, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, won't hold anything against it there, but, um, yeah, yeah, another another uh, big-time person.
0: All right, and then let's go to the big casting. The, the you know, the other playable protagonist in the game, Abby, is going to be played by Caitlin Dever. You may know her from Smart, No One Will Save You, and the sitcom Last Man Standing. I believe that's where she got her start.
1: She got her start on Justified, which is where I know Oh, okay. Yeah, she played, like, I, I, Loretta. How oh, old was she? <laughs> like, 12. Yeah. <laughs> like, she played that, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen True Grit, right? Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, True Grit. Yeah. She's very much that same kind of character, oh, okay. just like, I am a smarty, smart, sassy person, but I'm also very capable. Mm-hmm. Um, killed it. Killed it. So, uh, yeah. Continue. Sorry.
0: No, no that's kind of... <laughs> I just okay. give her credits and then... Uh, what do, what do you think? This, this yeah. is an actress we do know. This yeah, this
1: is um, you know, this is an interesting one because uh, when the role of Ellie was being cast, she was kind of the front runner for that, at least from a fan standpoint, you know, looked the part apparently more more so than Ellie. So it's interesting to see her kind of come back into the fold and get the character that's, you know, the main antagonist of this whole story. Um You know, so I think she's going to kill it. I very much believe in her acting abilities. Um, Like I said, she's she's one of those uh, girls, like girls that got into the into acting, seemingly pretty young, and has established herself in leading roles and uh, a lot of different things like that. Um, Obviously, I hope she knows what she's getting into. I'm sure she does. I'm sure when this role was being cast, there was a lot of extra uh, weight being thrown around besides some of the decisions that you know. Do you want to do this? Again, without getting into spoilers, she's a very contested character. Um,
0: but, I, such, but such a great role, like I, you know, I, obviously oh, the internet's going to hate her because, you know, we won't get into why. But uh, that the beauty of that game is how great of a character that Abby ends up being. Yeah. Um, so I, it's like a, the ro- the role of a lifetime, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, she, you know, if she leans into it and. Puts together a performance as well as the cast of season one did, which, you know, I'm sure the directors and everybody will make sure that that's the case. I I, I have no question about it. Like she'll be up for some from some Emmys and things like that. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people making kind of a, a big deal, quote unquote, with her not being ripped right and huge like Abby is in the game. But a, it's a long time between now and then. B, I would also.
0: I was going to ask, do you think she's going to be ripped by the time the? I show? think
1: she'll get big, but I what what I would also argue is. I don't think it matters as much as people seem to think it matters. Like, she doesn't need to be huge. Like, mm-hmm. you can have the emotional impact that the moments uh, Abby goes through in this game without n- huge muscles. Like, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: be- Bella herself is not, I don't think, as big as Ellie is. So it would make sense that maybe Abby's a little toned down as well. Like, there's a lot of different angles that, like, I would not, if, if she doesn't come out, you know, 175 and yoked, like, it's, <laughs> it's not a big deal because the... Motivation of her as a character is so much more emotional, not physical, and I right. think I think they can channel that uh, pretty well. But I, I do think she'll get big, bigger, mm-hmm. you know, because she is like she's like a 5'2", small-framed girl. Like, right, she's not um, big by any means, but I don't think it's that big of a deal, honestly. Did no. you know that uh, Caitlyn also played Cassie Drake in Uncharted Four?
0: Uh yes, yes, I did. Okay, <laughs> so she's yeah, she's got a. A history with Naughty Dog, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. So yeah, I
1: wonder if she's uh, been in the booth doing some mocap for something else, maybe. <laughs> uh, who knows?
0: Yeah, it is possible. But this is exciting, and obviously, you know, 2024 would be great if we could get a trailer for season two at least.
1: You will. I I think you'll get a trailer. Um, is there any other big characters that need to be cast? I mean, Owen. Levin Levin. Uh...
0: Yeah, Lev Owen. What's
1: Lev's sister's name? Yara,
0: yeah, that sounds about right. but yeah, Owen would be another one, and of uh, the other people from that group, there's yeah. two roles. I, I forget the characters' names sure. again. It's been I, think, I think of like
1: the big top, like I think Owen, Levin, Yara, are probably the three biggest remaining. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we're getting getting closer to that, but um, you know, like I said, man, you know, the Emmys were last night, and it was just really, really, really nice to see, um. Them get the you know I don't think they won anything specifically last night. They had twenty four something nominations total, won eight on the first night of the Emmys, which were more like creatively and things like that. But mm-hmm. to just get the respect that um, that did it got last night on the one of the biggest nights of television for a video game franchise, it's just you know I knew that I knew that this show was gonna be special the moment it was announced. Moment that we knew HBO was tied to it, and uh, I don't know, man. I think season two has the potential to be even better.
0: I I think so because the big moments of the second game are, are something else. So yep. uh, give me that rat king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on. We got a pair of demos that came out uh last week. Uh let's let's start with the big one, the Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown demo. John, what are you what are your thoughts on this game? It is it did get reviewed. Yeah. It yeah. is at an eighty seven, which is fantastic. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. But again, you know, what the big sites think, who cares? It's all about what the PlayStation Pals think. You know, what, what are our thoughts? Uh, so what, what did you think, John?
1: Yeah, so developed by uh, Ubisoft Montpellier, which is the team that did Rayman Legends. I've brought that up on the show before, so I knew that this is, uh, in my opinion, the best team Ubisoft has. So I was, I, was, I was really excited for it from the get-go, but I do want to at least start off with here that, do you remember when this game got revealed, Nick? All the idiots that were like, what is this shit? This mm. looks like trash. And I just hate that narrative that just because a game isn't AAA or has, like, you know, realistic graphics is going to be anything less. <laughs> le- it's going to be a and lesser Internet makes that mistake
0: a lot. <laughs> I, hate, I hate
1: it. I hate it so much. But um, I'm happy to report that, you know, with my limited time with this game, uh, I'm in. Like, I'm in for it. And maybe mm. I should start with kind of, like, my take on demos. The way that I usually use demos is I play them until I know I'm in or out. Um, I did that with Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've, I think I did the first combat encounter. I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> like, you know, I knew immediately that it felt good, and uh-huh. I wanted to experience it more. So it was kind of a similar thing here with The Lost Crown. I didn't beat the demo, uh, but I, I explored some of the combat, uh, traversal mechanics, and things like that. And uh, first and foremost, looks and runs beautifully. Uh, yep. 4K, 120 frames per second, which is great, 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 great for for PS5. Um, so you're getting a really high fidelity product there. Um, and then when it comes to you know, in my opinion, the most important thing of Metroidvania, which this game obviously is, is uh, the traversal and combat, and it all feels very fluid. Um, it's quick, it's fast. You know, you kind of get to play with around with different air dashes and and time manipulation mechanics and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think I think that this one is definitely something I'm going to pick up. Uh, I don't think I'm going to buy it right now, right? I think it's fifty dollars brand new. Um, Good question it's not it's I know it's not 70 it's either 40 or 50 uh, but it's a very fairly priced game for what you're getting uh, like Nick said it's got 87 on open Critic already I believe it's you know a good 15 20 hours it's not a small little small little package so uh, I was very pleased with it but this is also uh, a game that is very much in my wheelhouse for genres indies things like that so I'm, I'm honestly more curious Nick what you kind of thought because you are one of those AAA idiots, you know that, that does that does like the uh, <laughs> that does like you know the bigger bigger picture things. But yeah. was it? How do you feel about it?
0: Uh, it's a fifty dollars game. Cool. Uh, I actually liked it a lot too. I thought it, it looks very pretty, as you mentioned, and but what really like I was really enjoying is the combat. Like I really enjoy the the parry and the dodge mechanic. You kind of can slide underneath legs, and then you could do like this flip kick to launch him in the air. And I found that the combat is is feels really good. To to in fact that I watched a video of a guy. It must have been like a training dummy or something because it didn't die. But he was doing this insane like ninety hit combo, launching in the air. You know, using time rewind mechanics and portal mechanics. He was coming out of all all over the place, and I was really impressed. And It feels really good. I, I know uh, a friend of ours said that the combat feels a little like, kind of like Dark Souls, like very deliberate. Like you kind of get stuck in a move. Yeah, parallel show Nick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That uh, I didn't feel that way at all. At least I didn't get to a point where I was like annoyed. Like, oh, I'm stuck in a.
1: That could also be something where you don't have the experience with Souls games or something like that. True. True. You know, just didn't Um, feel it as much.
0: But yeah, it felt great to parry and. you know, watching reviews and seeing that you can parry like boss fights, and it leads to like special cutscenes and stuff like that in oh, really? the boss fight. Yeah, uh, just overall, yeah, just a great package. I, I kind of like the initial story. You're kind of, you're not, not, you're not actually a prince in this. You're just kind of like a uh, part of like what they're called the the immortals.
1: You look like uh, Michael B. Jordan from from Black Panther,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, but you're part of like this elite like hit squad. It looks like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's like I think there are seven of you. And, uh, yeah, I kind of like the overall premise that, you know, you're trying to find a princess that got taken to this tower and, uh, yeah. and, And then just all the trappings of a Metroidvania. Um. But one thing they do that I, I thought was fantastic is the memory system.
1: Is this where you go into the map and then it shows you the picture? Yeah, you can take pictures. So it's dude, it's that's why haven't they <laughs> why hasn't anybody done that yet?
0: So yeah, basically you get I think you you get 20 of them at the start. I don't know if you get more, but in the demo you got 20. And basically you can take a picture and then it becomes like a little eyeball on the map. And so you can look. So the typical thing in Metroidvania is, is you can see areas, but you can't get to them, right? Mm-hmm. You have to unlock abilities to get through doors or be able to double jump. And this had the same thing. There was a chest where you can't not reach because you're obviously going to unlock a double jump at some point. And it, the game shows you yeah, you just take a picture. It's an eyeball. So when you're looking at the map, you can go over the eyeball and be like, oh, yeah, there's that there. I can go mm-hmm. back for that when I unlock an ability. And it, it's just huge. Yes, yeah, such a smart game design that you're not. Look at having to look at a guide or just be like, oh, I, I just got the double jump. Where do I have to go? What tree do I have to go to to get to it? I, I don't know. It's
1: one of my favorite games ever, but I can't tell you how many times I just wandered aimlessly in Hollow Knight. Yep. Like, I don't yes. know where I was. Like, And you, you try and analyze the map and be like, okay, that's kind of like a higher <laughs> higher area. that some that's probably the double jump. And then you get there and it's not. And you're just like, well, I wasted all this fucking time. Uh, so similarly to the, 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 um, system in Final Fantasy 16 with like the narrative, it's like, yeah, keep developers keep figuring out different ways to, you know, give us the things we didn't know we needed to just make the experience a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So just, yeah. And as an overall package, just, just fantastic and understandably why it's reviewing so well. Uh, but I, I am like you, it'll probably will be a wait and see. It's there's the there's a lot of games.
1: Game, so <laughs> yeah
0: so I yeah I did wish list it and then just I'll just I'll just you know wait for a sale or just wait for you know a slow period to yeah. to, to start knocking it out but yeah it, it's it's cool what a, what a great small project from yeah. Ubisoft well, of all people
1: well and it's the easiest thing in the world to recommend because you can play the demo just go play the demo <laughs> if you have any questions
0: uh yeah uh, I was having the same conversation with pal of the show uh Nick that uh what, what was the last high-reviewed Ubisoft game
1: I just was talking about this with somebody else. <laughs> um, 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 I mean, to this level, Rayman Legends probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like other than that, yeah, Far I think Cry you, 4 is another
0: one that was yeah, like highly reviewed. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Valhalla was in 81. Well, that's
1: how all their franchises go, man. It's like they, they stick along franchises and systems for so long that they inevitably wear off and you're like, all right, it's more of the same. That's what the Avatar game is. People, right. I've Everybody I've heard that's played it is like, this is great. Yeah. But every single review is like, no, nah, it's just such a tired <laughs> formula that we don't want to deal with it anymore. So, right, yeah, so weird. You do fresh, cool things and you
0: get good scores. So, yeah, I think Ubisoft obviously needed a win, and uh, this is a good one. This is a great one, you know. Um, all right, let's move on to the other big demo. Remember that game from Yay, Nay, or May that we were very confused about? <laughs>
1: One of us was. Yeah,
0: me. Because they had to like, release a fighting game within yeah. two months of this game. Yep. Uh, we got another demo for Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, so we actually got to check it out and confirm that it is, in fact, not a fighting no. game. It's a, <laughs> it's an action RPG. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting one because it was a. I was, when I started downloading, I'm like, why is it still downloading? And it's like a 27 gig demo. Oh you wow. Yeah, this a large a large demo of the game. Uh, it had three modes: the tutorial, a story, and then a quest mode, which include online co-op. Which I wasn't aware that this game had online co-op, but it does. Um, so uh, this game is again, it's a Japanese uh, role-playing game. Uh, if you ever thought of Skies of Arcadia, that's kind of the big f- feel I got off right off the bat, because you're kind of you're referred to as skyfarers. And one of your even, favorites. It is. It is one of my favorite. An old Dreamcast. Uh, JRPG that a later game to GameCube Uh, but uh yeah from from the get-go there's a just a large cast of characters uh, kind of like a Tales game you can switch between them they all have different move sets Uh, they have the ability to link up so if uh, and do like combo attacks and then if you get your super meter all the way up and do your super move They can chain their super moves, and then it leads to what is called a burst. Ultra super move. Yeah, which is an ultra giant attack. Uh, Combat is fast, uh, confusing. There's a lot of numbers going off as four characters are just going crazy on on a battlefield. But I will say that it feels really, really good. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, Playing through the story, there's a couple encounters um, Is very uh, linear sections, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What what'd you think, John?
1: Yeah, so I, I again, well, you know, I didn't didn't do a ton of it, but. <laughs> um, I can see this game being one of the sleeper successes of the year for sure. You know, similarly to I guess like you just mentioned, a Tales of a Rise where it kind of comes out and you're like, "Whoa, in 88, whoa, what is this all about?" and then you kind of realize that it's just doing everything really well. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not missing the beat on a lot. Is it going to is it going to, you know, change the way that games are made? No. Is it going to do anything new that you haven't seen before? No. But if you're a fan of the grindy uh Genshin Impact style, kind of just go do a bajillion different things. This seems like something up your alley or up any person who's into that yeah. alley. Um, but
0: or if you missed out on a you know Final Fantasy 16, right? Like, yeah. like there wasn't really a lot of gear and and uh, switch a lot of micromanaging of your your crew. Yeah, well, this is this is like the opposite spectrum, like you you have. Looks like there's going to be, like, 20 playable characters. Uh, they each have moves and different moves you can assign, different gear, different, like, amulets you can put on them for, like, better crit chance and all that stuff. And it's like, it's all there if you want it. <laughs> yeah. It, it
1: stretches into the territory of it's too much for me. Like yeah. it's, it's just too... I just don't have the bandwidth for it. But, no, like I said, I think that this game uh, will be... One of the better-reviewed games of the year that people definitely aren't aren't anticipating, mm-hmm. um, and that's great. You no, know, the you know there's always always more room for some anime bullshit. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know anime bullshits. Uh, I say that endearingly uh, is uh, you know always welcome. And anime's never been bigger, so I, I think this game will find a pretty decent audience.
0: Yeah, and then that that final mode, which allows you to do online co-op, is basically is like Monster Hunter. Uh, you go in and you <laughs>
1: No, you, it's funny. We started this and, and before this conversation, I was like, OK, it reminds me of Tails and Monster, Tales and, Monster Hunter. and you, you just pull both of those out because like, yeah, it, it seems like Monster Hunter in the sense that it's, you know, you're working with a, a couple other people or you mm-hmm. can if you want, but also just something that I know is good, but not for me yeah. <laughs> in that same way. Whereas I just couldn't get it. Yeah. So, there. yeah,
0: in the quest mode, yeah, you can pair up with other people. It's still for for uh, party members. But again, you in the demo, you chose from you choose from 10 different ones. And then you go into kind of just a giant arena battle and work together to take down either a big boss or hordes. Um, that's pretty much the only. There might be more, but in this demo, there was only the, there were two boss fights and then a horde mode that you had to complete. And then you're kind of ranked, and then you got, it tells you who's the MVP, you know, who's doing the most, and then you get you get some kind of crest, which is probably some currency that you can use to unlock other stuff. But uh,
1: do you feel like you are fully in charge of your combat? Like 'cause I I I think a lot of times with games like these that have a ton of numbers going off, lots yeah. of HUD elements, it feels like I'm not being deliberate in what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like, Oh, that thing's ready, this thing's ready, that's yeah. ready, this is ready, go, go, go And you kind of just like, Hey, I did it. Like, yeah. Do you that, feel like you have impact or is it kind of just neb like you're just kinda of like
0: eh. Uh it depends on the character. A lot of characters do feel like that. Like you're just spamming your cooldowns and then when you're but uh a lot of other characters are are, you know, kind of like, you know, control based right or or healing your party or buffing your parties in ways and that's probably a little more nuanced as to as the other than the like the fighter characters that are just trying to get in there and and do a lot of damage so uh it's too i probably didn't play enough to to say but but
1: i'm sure there's a ton of depth there that you know yeah that we don't Yeah. that you would only know if you played it for 60 hours
0: yeah um but yeah it's again very pretty runs great um, yeah, it's, it's the only unfortunate thing is that it's releasing around Persona 3 Reload, Like a Dragon in Infinite Wealth, Final Fantasy Rebirth. It's kind of like the other what's unicorn Overlord. What's that? What's the date? Uh, February, the first week of February. February 2nd or 6th.
1: Oh, the 1st. Wait. Yeah, the 1st. F- so,
0: yeah, it's kind of it's smashed between a lot of big releases, so it'll be interesting how it does. Um, it's and, gonna be a game with
1: long legs though like a game know, that just kind of like exists for a long time and people pick up when they have yeah. time for it but
0: and it is console exclusive to playstation there's no switch or xbox version of this game as of right now so cool. yeah just another another game to keep your eye out for keep
1: those demos coming baby
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like i said i i we really would have brushed it off uh had it not been for this demo but um you know, if you want people to get some eyes on your game, and like I said, you want eyes on your game when it's releasing around all these other big titles, it's probably smart to get a demo out there, so...
1: Unless if you're forespoken. <laughs> don't, do, don't do a demo if you're forespoken. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because Long- it is a double-edged sword.
0: <laughs> all right, so let's move on to our next topic uh, that we kind of teased last week, and, and that's that there are some rumors going around that Microsoft is exploring putting some of its games on competing consoles. Now I'm not familiar with any of these leakers, so again this is well, the leakers for the one rumor I, I don't know at all. The leakers for the other rumor I do know. Cool. But uh first up we have Nate the Hate. Are you familiar with Nate the Hate? No man. <laughs> hate 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 hate. <laughs> Player haters ball. He mentioned that a little game from last year, Hi-Fi Rush, is going to be coming to a competing console. And then this was backed up by another known leaker, with, as they say, cred. I don't, I don't know. Uh, reset error user lalilololololol. Lo yeah, this some weird, uh, you know, username.
1: It's not the low Because Lo, 커- you should know the lalilulalo.
0: It probably is lalilulalo. You better it. fucking. I'm not even a
1: Kojima fan, I know that. <laughs> anyway. Uh,
0: but he also said that he, the rumored Hi-Fi Rush is coming to Switch. So he mm-hmm. specifically said Switch. Um, and there there is some history of this. We saw Ori come to Switch, so maybe there's the possibility. But on top of that, we also got a rumor that Sea of Thieves is being teased by Jeff Grubb and Steven Totillo, and those are two names I do know, and you know have have history of being correct on some of these leaks. That that is also going to jump consoles and be on PlayStation.
1: PlayStation? They they say PlayStation specifically.
0: I, they didn't say they didn't say console, like, okay. but I a game like Sea of Thieves I, it, it can't be just Switch why not like how would it be on it'd be have to be a cloud game on Switch Switch 2's coming out this year baby okay well, well yeah. yeah well how mm-hmm. good is the Switch 2 gonna be <laughs> I
1: don't know probably I would hope I would hope it's good enough I mean Sea of Thieves, sea of Thieves came out in what 2016 maybe
0: true true Is it? Uh, yeah you're probably right about that but, I mean that's uh, yeah that's 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 oh, 2018 look at me um, <laughs> so so let's start. Let's start there before we get into the, the larger topic at whole. Do Do you think there's some valid validity to this? Validity. Validity. Thank you. Validity. <laughs> uh, and are they going to be coming to our preferred platform, PlayStation? Uh,
1: I think there's absolutely validity to it. Um, you know, it, it, Xbox has shown. Uh, precedent with this, like you said, with the Aura games, um, a couple others I can't think of for right now for some reason, but they're definitely not adverse to doing that. We know that they're in the business of just making as much money as possible. You know, they don't seem to care about their console sales as much as the other platforms. They just want subscriptions and they want revenue coming into their books. And so if they can put uh, a Sea of Thieves on a different platform, sell a bunch of it, um, get that 30% rip or whatever it is they would get. Or maybe it's the 70% rip because the 30% would then go to the Nintendo who is putting it on their platform. Um, It's just free money, baby. Like, why not? And. um,
0: Well, (laughs) there's a lot of reasons why not. Why? Because why would I buy an Xbox if their games are going to come to other consoles? They don't care
1: about that. Like, they've kind
0: of. Or subscribe to Game Pass. Why would I subscribe to Game Pass?
1: Yeah. I mean. You know, because they're going to be selective with it, and it's still a value proposition. I mm-hmm. mean, Game Pass is still an incredible value. So, like, while you might not uh, be willing to to buy some of, um, you know, you might you might want to buy Sea of Thieves specifically, but I don't know, man. I mean, there's also a possibility that Xbox puts Game Pass on Switch. Like, if you know, they, that could also be a thing. And oh, they would love that to kind of answer the second part of your question. I, if I were to bet, I would say that the rumors pertain to Switch exclusively. I, I still don't know if I could see them bringing their Microsoft games over to Sony, unless if they really are just going full balls out with that strategy. But, you know, I, I could easily see a, a reality where they say, okay, you know, the Switch is dominating. The Switch 2 is going to dominate. How can we get a piece of that pie? Well, we give them a couple things. We're not going to give them Halo and Gears because, A, those are a little graphically intensive and they are... are You know, it's our biggest platform or biggest uh, IP, but we throw them Sea of Thieves, which is this game that only thrives based on the amount of people playing it. Right. You got a Nintendo Switch like that. That would would be a huge platform for that. Uh, We give them High Fry Rush, which is a nice 10 hour experience uh, that is quite honestly delightful and wonderful. It would be very at home on the Nintendo Switch. Um, But to put it onto PlayStation, I think just opens up an entirely another can of worms. Uh, and will then just kind of maybe be back end PR nightmare where just every single game that comes out then is going to be is this coming to PlayStation? Is this one coming to PlayStation? How about this one? Is this one coming to PlayStation? And at that point, then I think it doesn't make sense to even make an Xbox console. But I think the Switch competes in such a different ecosystem that that they could get away with that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably you're probably right. Like, I. I wouldn't be surprised if along with a Switch 2 announcement that these games are part of that overall yeah. uh, showcase to say like, oh, we got these games coming.
1: And and um, Xbox and Microsoft have been, you know, we know that they are fostering a partnership with Nintendo talking about bringing Call of Duty to Nintendo. You know, it seems they're obviously talking about certain things. So maybe part of that was like, hey, we'll, we'll bring Call of Duty, but we also want to bring Game Pass. Like, can you... You know, could you make something like that work or some, some bespoke version of it that, you know, if this, is, this is the Nintendo Switch Game Pass, right? It's not going to have Master Chief Collection. It's not going to have uh, Gears 6, but it will have Pentiment. It will have Signalis. It will have, you know, a lot of the indie, indie games. But as I'm talking about this, I'm convincing myself the other way. A lot of Nintendo Switch's bread and butter is indie games, so like, would they even want that on the platform? I don't think so. You know, because then it will just crush any sales that they have for those kind of games. Right. But like I said, maybe a bespoke version. I don't know. Like you, you know, we're kind of in the wild west here, Nick. Like every, I feel like every day, different barriers and and uh, the way we've done things historically just keep to just continue to break down. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it,
0: yeah, it's weird. Like, like, see if these. I think, like you mentioned, like you want numbers, right? You mm-hmm. want people playing the game. That makes sense to get that on another platform to just boost your numbers. But Hi-Fi Rush is such a weird one to just be the one random one they pull, uh, just to make whatever x amount of sales they would get. You know, would it would it even recoup development costs on Switch?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I view that kind of the same reason they probably put the Ori games on the Switch. It's just like. You know, it can handle it graphically. It can, it, it f- just fits the vibe of it. It's a one-off. Yeah, get a couple extra. You know, maybe you get, maybe you get a million more sales, right. you know, uh, on Switch, and you go from there. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a technical person, but I know it's not just flipping a Switch, but to port it over from Xbox to Switch can't be too intensive of a thing where you're not going to have to dump any more resources into it. So, at, at the end of the day, it'll all be additive. Additive, additive. Right. I don't
0: know. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting if this is true, mm-hmm. and what the, what they say about these specific games is to Because hopefully someone will say why, <laughs> why did you do this? Right, right. <laughs> All right. So that leads us into the actual topic itself, and that is Xbox games that we want on PlayStation. This has been we have a, a on our show notes. We kind of have a little queue of like possible topics we want to do for whatever reason to pull from. Uh, this one has been on there for a while. But now with these rumors, I think it's time to bring it out. Uh, We can go one by one, John. But do you have any Xbox games that you would want to play on your PlayStation?
1: Uh, Sure, I'll start with one. We can just go back and forth. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I've been preaching this game for being wonderful for a while. Uh, I would love to go through it again. Uh, I would love to get trophies for it. Although I know the achievements are real hard on Xbox. They have some weird like .01% trophy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember specifically what it is, but it's something like where, you know, it takes eight hours to beat the game, but it takes 45 hours to get this trophy. Oh, so it's just like, I, I hope I no. hope that maybe they would tweak that a little bit, but yeah, Hi-Fi Rush would, would be uh, very, very, uh, would love to play that on PlayStation.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's obviously a boondoggle. That's, yeah. that's a no-brainer. I think that is the number one game on Xbox right now that I want to play that I can't. So yep. that's up there. Yeah. Uh, My next game I'm going to bring is Sunset Overdrive from Insomniac. Uh, They did one exclusive for Xbox before Sony gobbled them up and became the premier developer for them. Uh, And I love this game. I got all the achievements in it. It is kind of a best of both worlds as far as kind of like if Ratchet & Clank and Spider-Man merged together. You have a giant open world. You have all the crazy weapons of of uh, A ratchet and clank game would have. You have great traversal, just a great overall style and vibe. It's it's a wonderful game that I, I'm I'm really bummed that is you know again a console locked to Xbox. Yeah,
1: console locked, and you know didn't make a ton of money as we just found out from the Insomniac leaks, uh, and we know Insomniac has absolutely no plans to work on a sequel to it. Right, mm. because we we know their roadmap through what a twenty twenty seventy six or something like that. <laughs> um so yeah, I've I've always, you know, wanted to have a playthrough of that game. But oh well.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's great. Just just look up a YouTube video of all the uh entrance animations for After You Die. They're yep. wonderful. Those are, those are good. Those are so wonderful. Uh
1: my next game is anything really from the Forza Horizon series. <laughs> uh, I think um those games are just pure video game fun. Like you know, who doesn't want to uh, drive a Porsche 911, whatever, through the hills and valleys, trying to take it off the biggest jump you possibly can, with a gorgeous open world. It's it's a it's a really is a unique video game experience. And PlayStation, while they have a super competitor to Forza with Gran Turismo, it's by no means that same uh, no. itch. So I think seeing. Seeing some of those come over would be really cool, cause it, it just it's it'd be a really fun if the trophies were done well, just like open world experience where you're just kind of checking things off very slowly right. over the course of the time. I will say, in my limited time playing Forza Horizon Five, that's the one I played the most. I uh, really dislike all the live service elements. Like that is one thing about that game that quite honestly made me not want to come back to it. Like I wanted mm. I wanted to do everything in that game. But the amount of events that just cycle in every week, like I don't know how people view that as a positive. Like it's crazy to me. Where it's just like, wait, I did that. Now it's it's just nope, no. This is the summer season. Now this is the fall season. It's yeah, like, dude. Like I just want to do the things on the map. And that's it. And so, uh, but yeah, Forza Horizon's great. Love it.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a very uh, very good series to get on place. You know, they don't they don't have an arcade racer. You know, they need oh, one.
1: Burnout. Not since Burnout Paradise, probably. All
0: right, and. I'm gonna continue my trend over here of uh, studios that brought one ex- exclusive to Xbox and then then never made another one, uh, and that is Remedy Remedy Entertainment's Quantum Break. It's the one Remedy <laughs> game I have not played. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna play it. I just, <laughs> just, I just it. want to play it. <laughs> I just want to play it. I want to see you there because it was an interesting product because it was like half television show, half you know, kind of like. You can see a lot of control, mm-hmm. what would eventually become control in the gameplay elements of that game. And, uh, yeah, it's just a bummer that I can't play it. Sure.
1: Uh, I only have one more. I'm just going to hear a couple honorable mentions, but I the more I thought about them, the more I... I, I don't think I really want to play Pentiment. I tra- checked it out, but, like, I don't know, it's too story heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sea of Thieves, I, I don't think it's a game for me, but you know, yeah, it, it, I have to down too. It is something. It is something interesting about it, just to know more. But I don't think I would end up liking it. But um, uh, a duo of games that are absolutely fantastic. Um, but the Ori Ori games are great. Uh, love Metroidvania's Moon Studios, uh, crafted two of the most gorgeous looking games ever. With those, um, they run at 120 frames on console. So I, I would love to. Yeah, again, just kind of... I, I never beat the second one. I beat the first one. Uh, never, never made it through the second one, but uh, going back to those... And, and Moon has since... Um, it was at the Game Awards, I believe. They showed their next game off, yeah. and it is not Xbox exclusive. So, you know, if there's some weird licensing with those games, maybe we can see those come to PlayStation one day because uh, they did bring them to Switch. So, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see those, but uh, those would be the only other ones that uh, I would like to see.
0: Sure, sure. And with that, with the boondoggle of Sea of Thieves, and same, Sea of Thieves is not a game like particularly resonates with me, mm. but it is kind of interesting to have an open-world pirate game. Yeah. That anything can... You kind of have just, you know, natural stories happen because of the craziness of having other players in the world. Um, you know, People it'd be wasn't... a fun game to check out, but, yeah, that's that's all I got.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the obvious, like, sure, Halos and Gears. Like, I know those games are good, but... I. There's no, re- like, I don't have any drive to play those ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. So, yeah, that's a that's a, about it. It makes me feel good about my choice with making PlayStation my main driver. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, sure, I could have wrote down Starfield eh, at this point. Eh.
0: No. Yeah, I've, I've completely turned around on it. I just don't. Yeah. It doesn't look for me. Um, so, oh, right. well. All right. So, we'll see. All right, on to our final topic, and of course, that is our video game character, Battle Royale. It's the final round, the final last few fights final of round fights one. round one.
1: Yeah. it a long road. <laughs> do, you, do you have the date for the first week we did this? Yeah, it's September 26th.
0: September 26th, all right. Yeah, the last year we started Almost this. four months. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought it
1: was going to be way longer.
0: <laughs> all right, so we have some updates to some winners from uh, the last few weeks of uh, Battle Royales. All right. You ready? Yeah. Sora beats Samus Aran. Yeah. Can, you, can you believe it?
1: Hey, man. You never Don't fuck with the power of friendship.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh Rayman did, in fact, beat Jack. So there you go, John. Cool. Sweet Tooth and Sonic tied. Oh, boy. So we'll have to repost that one. Okay. Yeah, someone changed their vote at the last second, and it ended up in a tie. Like, the number of votes didn't go up, but for some reason it swang, oh. swung. Oh. It was going to be Sweet Tooth, which uh, I was shocked.
1: I could tell by your demeanor that it was not... Switching from Sonic to Sweet Tooth. No, no, it was going to be Sweet Tooth.
0: And then uh, we have Big Daddy and Little Sister pounding Kazuma Kiryu. I'm not shocked about that one. No. And then also Sub-Zero fatality Astrobot. So John did his best, Heartless. but he, he had some he had some tough opponents. Yeah,
1: I did. I also let him down, though. I, I could have came in better, more prepared. It is what it is. That's the fun of it. Yep. But if we're being honest, yeah, that would be the outcome of the fight. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So that, that gets us to our matches today. We have Zale from Sea of Stars versus Aloy from for the Horizon Forbidden West or Zero Dawn, the horizon series. I hate that name. Yeah, um. it isn't great, is it? <laughs> and we also have Cole McGrath <laughs> from Infamous versus Isaac Clark. I do want to do a quick aside. You know, we keep going on this this idea that Sony Bend or somebody is doing Uncharted. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if out of left field... Well, let's start with this one question. How would you feel if Sucker Punch's next game was not, in fact, Ghost of Tsushima 2, but it was Infamous 4?
1: I'd be cool with it. Yeah? I'd, yeah, I'd personally be cool <laughs> with it. I, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're really fun open world games. Like yep. it's, it's like Spider-Man, but kind of mean you can be mean you can be a mean <laughs> spider-man yeah yeah and and, and yeah, like the dude, I, I feel like this game didn't get a lot of shine when it came out you know it's one of the earliest ps4 games but dude i thought infamous second son was just a ton of fun like, yeah it was, it was, the, i
0: think the first exclusive on ps4
1: yeah, it came out I think January the year after it came or the after release and uh, I just I remember playing through that and as somebody who played the first two Infamuses and like okay I like I like I got electricity this is cool like I'll shock some people but then like the neon powers and and just the, the smoke powers and like there's a lot of cool things happening uh, in that game a fun little it was a, not a huge open world but a fun little world to explore and uh, I'd be okay with it like okay.
0: personally okay. Okay, so what if what if okay? Sucker Punch is doing Ghost of Tsushima 2, but we find out maybe like Sony Bend is doing an Infamous Four.
1: As long as I'm getting more Uncharted, I'm fine with it. If <laughs> if I'm if I am if I am swapping Uncharted reboot slash Five with Infamous whatever, yeah, that's a problem. But I also wouldn't be like super butt hurt about it. I'd no. just kind of like be like, all right, well, well, again, it's
0: it's Sony Bend's take on whatever it is. It's not you know Naughty Dog Uncharted, so. It would We don't really know what the product would be, you know.
1: For sure. But dollars to donuts, they have Neil Druckmann on speed dial if they're working If they on it. That's wrong. true, too. You know, or just yeah. somebody be like, hey, is this right? Like, because Sony, they, they care more than anybody, maybe not, except Nintendo, of just keeping their top tier franchises top tier, right? And I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, they would let a bad Uncharted Last of Us God of War game come out. Like, you just don't do that.
0: Right. Right, uh, and 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 not like Sony Bend is some like C studio. I know they kind of, you know, and and the rankings of you know Sony first party studios are pretty low. But a lot of people like Days Gone. You know, a lot of people were fans of it. So,
1: but you're right though. They are the, they are kind of the redhead stepchild of the Primo (laughs) Sony teams.
0: And for and as I just want to know what they're working on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's been so long since. Hopefully soon. Since the day's gone, that, yeah, that I would love to. If they're their first party studio that's releasing a game this year, as, as we kind of talked about in our 2024 preview, let's go. Come yeah. on. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we get back into the character battle royale. <laughs> little aside. All right. So I, I believe I'm going first this time. Yep. Who you want? We can start with uh, Zale versus Aloy. All right. All right. Mm, ready when you are. Zale was born on the summer solstice in Moon Cradle Village. Since he was a child, he trained at the Zenith Academy with Valyr at a young age to become a solstice warrior. So he's been training his whole life for this fight. His chosen weapon is a sunblade that deals slashing damage to an enemy it's innate magic is connected to him and the sun and it can deal solar damage. Now here's a list of Zale's sets. Healing light, so if he takes damage, he can heal himself. Sunball, he can shoot fireballs out. And then he also has a dash strike, which he combines sword and his sun attacks for fire and sword damage. And then his ultimate attack. Do you remember his ultimate attack, John?
1: Yeah, he makes it he does the dragon ball thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he absorbs the a sun flare and Creates the giantest ball of fire that consumes the entire screen. Good luck. Aloy dodging that attack. So, Zayla is basically just like a Zenith. Like, an Aloy struggled to take them down. So, she'll have her trouble with Zale.
1: Struggled yet did. <laughs> All right. Yes, Nick, I understand Zale is effectively the chosen one. He can turn into a little ball of light and fly all around, but let's evaluate him as an actual combatant, as a fighter, and I think we'll realize he just doesn't cut it. His entire goal when fighting is to hit an enemy in a series of strategic ways to ensure that that enemy can't attack. Well, unfortunately, Aloy doesn't have a series of hits that will cause her to not be able to attack. No hammer, sword, moon, or sun abilities will slow her down. He can charge his little fireballs, he can use his sword, but compared to a Tremor Tusk barreling down on you or a Thunderjaw <laughs> charging up its plasma beam to vaporize you, uh, he just... Doesn't doesn't uh, add up to it, Slitherfang, Come on, dude. Due to the enemies, due to these enemies, she must take down Aloy is an absolutely absolutely no slouch either. Equipped with a wide array of projectile weapons, including uh, the her up close spear, huge variety of ammunition. Uh, she will be able to pick uh, Zale apart from far, up close, whatever the case is, or even use traps to her advantage to uh, affect the battlefield and make it sure that uh, Zale doesn't have a chance. Also, shield weave armor, shield weave armor, 100 percent regeneration.
0: <laughs> Wow. It's quite a turnaround from your Kazuma. Yeah. Yeah. I was a (laughs) little more prepared. You brought it for Aloy. I was a little more prepared. (laughs) Impressive. Yeah. All right. Again, this this poll will be posted after the show is posted. So go to Twitter at PSPalsPod to vote on that battle stuff i didn't get to (laughs) all right next up we have cole mcgrath versus isaac clark again cole mcgrath from the infamous series and isaac clark from dead space and i got cole mcgrath cool all right cole mcgrath is an electric superhero he is able to absorb electrical energy and use it for his own powers what uses energy well, basically everything Isaac Clark uses—his suit, his weapons—Cole can absorb all of that en- energy and use it against them in his in this fight, and turn it into his impressive set of moves, which include a megawatt hammer, uh, lightning bolts, a lightning storm. He can call in a giant lightning storm on Isaac. So if they're fighting outside, Isaac's just fucking done. Also, he has healing touch. You know, he can heal himself using his electrical powers. Uh, he can create polarity walls that can stop, uh, you know, physical and energy-based attacks. Well, that's another thing Isaac Clarke relies on. So, whoops. So, all of these moves combined with his energy absorption, his, his ability to traverse around the environment is going to be s- overwhelm the slow-moving, energy-reliant uh, Isaac Clarke.
1: Boom. All right. Isaac Clarke is the poster child for the ultimate survivor. He's marooned on a hellscape of a ship of the ISS Ishimura, somehow battles through necromorphs including hunters, lurkers, brutes, slashers, super slashers, and we could go on. This man has faced the scariest scenario possible and lived. He's basically a super-powered Ellen Ripley. While Isaac <laughs> is your run-of-the-mill engineer uh, with very limited combat experience, he is not ill-equipped for this fight. The plasma cutter is, as we talked on the show, one of the best weapons in video games ever. With the ability to sever cold Dumb head off of his body with one well-aimed shot. This isn't even including the javelin gun, the ripper, the pulse rifle, and any other of the weapons that Isaac can use. But perhaps his biggest advantage is the ability stasis and telekinesis. Isaac is able to slow down the battlefield uh, anything he wants to a mere crawl uh, where he can easily land a couple of those well-placed shots or use his telekinesis ability to yeet Cole across the across the field or let's not to mention Cole is uh, adverse to water. He uses water. Cole can't do shit. When he's wet, (laughs) that's all
0: I have to say about that. All right, well, John, that's it. That's it. Round one is over. So by by next week, we'll have you know our we'll we'll cut all of our combatants in half. I think was there sixty?
1: Yeah, it was like sixty two or something like that. I think I tried to do sixty four with like you know the official NCAA men's basketball bracket, but. I don't know. I started yeah, stretching, cool and then I was just like, this is silly.
0: Yeah, it's 60, so we're, we'll be down to 30. Yeah. Which, uh, hmm, that's interesting. We'll, we'll have to eventually have a buy for somebody. Yeah, we'll just give Kratos a bye. He's he's obviously the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I would maybe, think <laughs> maybe whoever gets the most votes next round. Yeah, yeah, we we'll, can we'll give them the buy. So
1: yeah, because that'll that'll that's our plan for next week, right? So yes. So obviously, Nick and I we've we've been discussing how we want to approach round two. We have a couple ideas, but I think we're going to take the week to flesh those out, figure out a little bit more. And then have a round one recap for next week going over biggest, you know, biggest victors, fun matchups, favorite matchups, anything like that. You know, we'll kind yep. of talk about it a little bit, but then come yep. back the week after with the second round of the matchups.
0: Yep. Yep. That sounds good to me. So, again, both these polls and Sweet Tooth and Sonic will be back uh, at Twitter at PSPalsPod if you want to vote there. So, cool. That is five things. We are done. Mm. What, do, what do we got to tease, John? Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can start. <laughs> uh, you know, we were, we were talking about showcases, and we got a big one. Xbox is doing a developer direct on January 18th, and uh, they're bringing the games. They're going to have Avowed, Hellblade 2, ARA History Untold. I, I still don't know what that game is. but It's a bad title. But the big, big tease is we're going to get a look at Machines Games Indiana Jones, which I'm very excited for. Uh, One of the nice things about these developer directs is you get an extended look at these games, and it'll be interesting to how Machine Games, who is known for the Wolfenstein series, how they take on, uh, I don't know, just take on Indiana Jones. I imagine a lot of whip. (laughs) You'd need a whip. Whip, There'll be a whip button, and you'll grapple with that whip and knock weapons out of hands with it and Dude, just, so
1: many questions like machine games known for first person there's no way it's first person right and of course there's that's I, also I a mean, maybe question. but that would be weird and yeah what what is the is it more action based is it more narrative based indiana jones is kind of a he's in a weird space right now too because you know they just had one of the biggest movies of the year but it bombed so like he's not really relevant anymore but yep. as a 34 year old man myself you know nick uh, over here as well like he was the coolest. He, he, he in my yeah. opinion, he is the coolest. So, yeah. like, yeah, what can this game do?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who, who is going to be voicing the the, the character? I don't think it'll be Harrison Ford. It's Chris but. Pratt. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Always Chris
0: Pratt. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely have thoughts on all those games. I, I'm assuming we're going to get some, like, like we've been, like, you know, hammering against the wall about Xboxes. Let's get some release dates. And I'm assuming Hellblade
1: particular... at least needs a yeah. Hellblade. Like, I could not believe they didn't have a date. Hellblade
0: when... and Avowed, and probably all these games. I, I'm assuming they're coming this year if they're getting shown here.
1: Yeah, but do you trust them? Hollow <laughs> Knight is still coming within the year. <laughs> but yeah, I would think I would think the, the intention of the show is to like, hey, this is this is Xbox 2024. This is what you got.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that'll be. That'll be something exciting, like I said, to talk about. Um, and again, The Last of Us Part Two remastered will be out. Yeah. Now I don't know. We might not much have much to say because again, it, there's a lot of spoilers involved with that. But we can just kind of kind of touch on it. You know, you know. I
1: mean, it, at least check out No Return. See how that is.
0: Yeah. If, if that's a mode we can access right away, just see. Yeah, I try a few runs of that and give our thoughts on that. So that'll that's exciting.
1: Yeah, no, I just um yeah, check that out. Uh, Nick graciously uh, gifted me, or I bought it off of him for twenty dollars. Diablo (laughs) Four. I don't know if I'll even bring that to the show though. To be honest, like we've covered that enough, and unless if I have a a a vastly different take or there's something I want to bring, sure. Um, but nope, still uh. I, I got every single, I got all the map unlocked in Tears of the Kingdom now, uh, which is exciting. <laughs> I made that my mission the past couple days. I wasn't even doing quests. I was just, where's the next thing? And then, cause I, you know, not to make this a Tears of the Kingdom thing, but like it has the best system of look at the map, use your thing, mark it, go to your map, mark it there. Like, it's just so nice. Like, it's the best best game that does that. Uh, that and Elden Ring, I guess, but... Uh, so I don't know if I'll have much from a gameplay front to talk about, but we'll find we'll find some stuff.
0: Well, I'm gonna bring another game. You are. I'm gonna bring an indie game next week. I've started playing Dredge. Oh, you just you <laughs> waited till this moment to tell me, you little bitch. Okay. So I'll I'll have some thoughts on that. I'm just a few hours in, but you know it was a indie game of the year nominated, so. You know, I I told I told myself I was going to take a break, and then it's like whenever I get free time, it's like I just want to play video Do games. Something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so uh, it was on sale, so I was like, all right, let's let's check it out, and so I will definitely bring that next week.
1: Okay. Give me a give me a, a um, Commodus. <laughs> up. So I what, don't what know yet. Right now, I don't no? know. Okay. It's a very
0: weird game, but uh, okay. I will say this, John, as someone who loves the Resident Evil Four suitcases. Yeah, I know. This game I has know. it in spades. Like, you do a lot of it. So <laughs>
1: But yeah. But is it fun to collect all those fish?
0: We'll see. Good. We'll I find forward, out.
1: Yeah, I look forward to, to seeing what you think about
0: it. Yeah, so so again, a lot the year is not slowing down in the least, and I'm sure uh, more reviews will come out, so we'll we'll get to see what infinite wealth and Tekken 8 and Are Persona they? 3. Yeah, yeah. So year is not slowing down video games are not slowing down and we'll be here to cover it all.
1: Yeah, you know what we should maybe maybe not next week or the week after, but we should uh, we should have a little segment about our our fantasy league too. You know, go <laughs> over the games you've drafted, the games I've drafted, see who thinks uh had a better draft. You know. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, me, of course. Yeah, maybe that's what you say,
1: but three-time <laughs> champion, three-peat. John John over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't you don't have a tears of the kingdom to, to Persona's the, gonna Care of me okay so we'll see all right so that leads us to the song and uh i wanted to bring the prince of Persia: the lost crown because it actually has an excellent soundtrack on top of that um and speaking of ori it's by the same guy who did ori so oh, really yes this is so the song is main theme <laughs> by gareth coker and mentrix Gareth Coker is the composer. I, I thought I Ori. recognized
1: that name when you wrote his name down. I was like, why where do I know <laughs> that from? So the
0: song's excellent. It definitely gives the vibes of the game. And yeah, it's great that the Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown, is kinda of kicking off this year in games in a big way. So let's let's highlight that music there. Oh baby. Alright. Well that's it. You know, again, once again, thanks for listening, and we of course will be back next week with up to six things. Bye guys. Later.